0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Going AFK podcast where me, myself, Captain Lunchbox, and I am joined here by
1: Twicked. How's it going?
0: We are going to be talking about mainly gaming and media, things that we find interesting, things that you may also find interesting, and uh, just try and sit back and have some fun and uh,
1: push the keyboard aside and let's talk. I, I really do think this is going to be an enjoyable experience for those um, and 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 those, those who are going to listen and uh i I wholeheartedly am looking forward to most of the comments I expect we may receive um aside from the uh the trolls that may exist um <laughs> I think we're gonna have a good time
0: yeah yeah i I mean you gotta expect it in everything it doesn't matter what you uh what you throw it on the internet nowadays someone's gonna have something to say about you um uh, yeah. but I mean like we're we're really gonna be talking a lot about. Um, new stuff happening in the gaming industry, our own thoughts on that. And, um, you know, how, how we feel being, I guess the older, I want to say the best generation of gamers, in my opinion, I feel we grew up with technology that was advancing so fast that we got to experience it as kids, but also, uh, you know, buy it with adult money.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's that's a solid point. I mean, we were there for the whole ride, it seems. I mean, we're not going yeah. as far back as maybe like Atari, but uh but I mean that's what we're gonna discuss today. Um we're gonna discuss our, our gaming journeys here, the history of Lunchbox and Twicked as we aged up, um, with each platform and console and, and our favorite games along the way, stuff really to look back on to show us where we've come from and what has influenced us in uh in in the greatest of ways to to form what is today's powerhouse couple. <laughs> that is Twicket <laughs> and Lunchbox. Uh I say that of course in jest. Um so I, I really think we're gonna have a good time. Today's episode is is uh is going to be an extra special one for me because it it does um liken back to to our childhoods and our and our teenage years and our early adulthoods. Um so I'm looking forward to to this journey.
0: Yeah, man, for sure. I mean, like, and it's funny because uh, what we basically what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about each console and what our favorite game is on that console.
1: Uh, so let's let's go back. If I think as far back as I can go, I, I like I've definitely played on an Atari, I, but I don't think I played on an Atari when it was when it was hot, when it was a thing to do. No. My first console has to be the Nintendo Entertainment System, the NES.
0: Yeah, that was the, that was the first console uh, I, I had owned.
1: Yeah, the, the NES. Uh, and I have to say, my favorite game on the NES, and of course there were, there were at least dozens. I know there's hundreds of games for that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but my favorite game has to be the staple. And, and you're going to notice this. I am that nerd. Who enjoys the staple games for these for these platforms? And mine was the uh, Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt combo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that cartridge brought me countless hundreds of hours of joy. Uh, and I think really what what really makes it the best is th- this is the first video game where I saw my uncle uh, playing Super Mario Bros. And uh, he like knew all the tricks to like get so many lives that it stopped counting numbers. It was, it was like <laughs> umbrella butterfly unicorn lives that he had. And it didn't even make Jesus. sense anymore. Um, and then duck hunt, of course, was such an incredible technology for, for how it used the, the gun interface. Um, and the duck where you shot would be, would, would the screen would change black. And where the duck was, was a white square. And if the uh, if the infrared on your gun detected the white square, you you were awarded the kill on on that duck. Uh, and I remember trying to wrap my mind around how awesome that technology was. But being more frustrated with the laugh of that dog who who would belittle <laughs> you every time you missed and ran out of ammo you'd giggle at your failure i think i think that that's really where a lot of my childhood anger stemmed from was that dog <laughs> just
0: that dog yeah
1: <laughs> just going after you like that it was it was super uncool
0: well i mean i i, I did play it i uh duck hunt was a, i think it was a staple in any in any kid's house right that had a nintendo um for me, when it comes down to the to the Nintendo, the game that I can say there there's got to be two, one over the other, but I have to do an honorable mention on this one. Okay, um, so the number one game that I got to say about the Nintendo is most definitely got to be Dragon Warrior. Hmm. Dragon Warrior was the first RPG I ever played, and okay. it was the first game that I ever got into that was like. You know you roam from town to town, you encounter monsters on the way, you learn spells and you know all this other stuff. I just thought it was so cool. uh the storyline in there was was amazing it just everything about the game just ca- was captivating for me as a child right? right It went from me just playing a game to that of just sitting there you know mind numbingly playing a game to something that I was very much engaged in. Okay, um, yeah. And the uh the honorable mention that I have that I have to do only because like I still I love this game so much and actually it's really funny because recently a I don't know if it's a second installment because I haven't tried it yet, but I see that a game came out uh on the um the Xbox Game Pass that has a similar name, and I'm very curious as to whether or not it, it is within the world. And that game was called River City Ransom. Okay. You ever hear of that game? No, no, I don't think I have. So this was a side-scroller kind of beat 'em up game. And it was so funny, man, because, like, this is, like, it, it, I almost feel like this is, these characters were, like, the first edition of Minecraft characters. Like, they're just squares, right? They're so blocky, there's no necks. Um but like th- there was just certain things you can do in this game that had an RPG element to it. So like as you're going through the town and you're fighting up you're fighting against these gangs and everything like that. Uh you know you could like stop in at a store and they would have uh special moves that you could buy for your character like a dragon oh, cool. punch which would make you which would make you punch like a machine gun. Right. And it was just really really cool and
1: you like know it was, it was very Lu- different.
0: Liu Kang yeah
1: kind of punch you know like, yeah
0: you know it was like get the dragon punch and the dragon kick and that and next thing you know you're just you know like you're just kicking like crazy man it was so good
1: you know if if we're talking honorable mentions uh i have to mention contra contra um, yeah. contra's phenomenal and then uh and then when we're talking low poly sprites um with side scrolling uh beat em ups for me my brother and i played tons Tons and tons and tons of Double Dragon. Double oh, Dragon yes. is a, is a game that you might. Some people may have skipped Double Dragon, and maybe on on Genesis later on played like Battle Toads, um, mm-hmm. yep. which is pretty pretty identical to Double Dragon. They even had like a crossover Double Dragon Battle Toads game. Um, those those were some good times. Um, but then, what comes next? Is the Super N- N- NES? Yep. Here comes my favorite of all time: is Super Mario. Like I said, I'm a staple guy. Super Mario All Stars plus Super Mario World, the one that had the extra, uh, that had it had all the bits. It had Super Mario and Duck Hunt, um, Super Mario Two, which, by the way. Uh the history of that game is interesting. That was never meant to be a Super Mario Brothers game. That game was entirely yeah. written differently, which is why it feels incredibly different. Yeah. Uh and at the last second was quickly converted into a Mario game. Uh and I thought that was that was incredibly interesting. And then uh it had the the lost worlds and uh Super Mario Brothers 3, one of the best games I think to this day ever made. Uh and then Super Mario World which um, is is I think my all time favorite Mario game. Hmm. RPGs were always your your strength in in video games. It was always what you leaned towards.
0: They kind of were. Uh, there there was something about it. I, I don't know exactly what. I mean, I, we we we've talked about it in the past, right? Where I know a lot of people have always hated those games where you attack, now I attack, and then you attack, and then I attack. You know, like. Um, uh, and if, if I was sitting there playing a game and I got called downstairs, it didn't matter. Cause I could put the controller down and there wouldn't be another attack until I got back and did mine. Right. Right. And a lot of people thought that was very boring. I always looked at it like a chess game. Um, and it, I don't know. It, it was just exciting. to me. Um, now I do like platformers. There's, there's, there's no doubt about that. It's just for some reason. You know, like I take a look at today and I look at all these Mario games that come out and I see so many people that get so excited. My wife being one of them, my wife absolutely loves Mario. And I, I, if I never touched another Mario game again, I really
1: couldn't care less. So tell me, tell me about your favorite Super NES game.
0: So Super NES was one of the consoles that I never owned. Okay. I barely played it to tell you the truth. There's only one game that I can remember I played on Super Nintendo that I played at a buddy's house every time I went over and it made me crack up every time. Earthworm Jim. Earthworm Jim. Earthworm Jim. Yeah, I loved it, man. It was so funny. It was so creative. The art design was like so out there. Uh, It was just very kind of a different game to me, you know, and it I don't know. It just every time I went over there, it was pop in Earthworm Jim. Let's go. Before that, it just, we had Nintendo and I had, God, man, I had so, like, the fact that I even chose one game with one honorable mention for Nintendo is beyond me because I had to have had over 60 games for Nintendo that I played through and beat.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: But, uh, I, let's, let's just say that console got its
1: use at my house. Right. Yeah. It, it, it got beat up. That's, uh, that's and that's and that's the sign of a gamer, you know. When you, when you take something and you you use it till the wheels fall off because you loved it so much, that's 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 someone who's got a passion for, it, for that hobby.
0: And you know what? It's so funny, man. Because we we actually talk about this now, right? Because a little bit of a spoiler for everybody that you're gonna find out about me. I swap up a lot. I play a game for two weeks, and a new game comes out, and I'm like, I need to try that new game, and I will, and I will swap over to it, and which has now created a library of games for me that is almost unmeasurable. Um and I gotta get to it at some point. But back in the day, I couldn't put a game down until I finished every single every single part.
1: Yeah, so uh so let's talk let's talk Genesis then. What what are you what what are your experiences with that console?
0: Say Genesis man, the only there's two games that I remember of it, but the one that I enjoyed the most would probably be Altered Beast.
1: Altered Beast. I don't think I've heard of that one.
0: No. It was a side scroller. Um, kind of a cool concept of it, right? It was like you started off as a human, then you got power ups that would eventually turn you into like a werewolf or like a dinosaur, half dinosaur type deal. Um, it was a good game. It is I mean, I I played a little bit of it. Genesis is my least touch console of everything. I played it maybe five or six times.
1: Hmm. Genesis. I had Genesis. I actually f- think I had Genesis before I had my Super NES. Um, mm-hmm. And and I remember playing Genesis in our basement. Uh, and to get to the basement, we had to leave the house and go to the side of the house, kind of like a farm from the 1940s. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And uh, there was, I remember there was this big pile of sand or dirt. And we found like huge, like anaconda-sized snakes. And, and this is my who knows how big the snake was, but I in my mind, this thing was as long as the house and as fat as like thighs, you know, like it, <laughs> it was it was a big snake. But I remember playing Genesis on like this 12-inch TV downstairs in that dirty basement. And uh playing a lot of it. I remember playing a lot of uh like my favorite games on Genesis on Really, any Sega platform is is always going to be pretty much Sonic, uh, the Hedgehog, of course. Um, but I re- I also remember this Batman game, and I don't think this game existed on any other platform at the time. Like, it didn't exist on Nintendo. It didn't exist on Super Nintendo. It was like a Genesis only Batman game. And I remember using like the 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 bat throwy stars and uh just trying my hardest to crush it but my sister and i had a lot of time playing sonic together um and i don't have a lot of memories gaming with my sister so those those are fond memories of mine uh, because she's not a gamer she just uh you know she's she's more academic <laughs> than than she is hobbyist so mm. um that's my genesis story i think i after Genesis, we've got uh I had a Commodore 64. Um, oh, did re- you? Yeah, I I that was my first computer. I remember it came with a dot matrix printer and all that, and 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 the games we would load were on on the uh five and a quarter inch floppy disk. Yeah. And uh yep. oh, I remember yeah. playing a lot of Oregon Trail uh and getting dysentery every day. You know, like there's there's <laughs> There's no way to play that game without dying instantly to wild diarrhea, um, and then later <laughs> when we finally got a Windows PC, I think we had a Windows 95, and, and later we upgraded it to Windows 98 SE. Remember on Windows 98 SE on PC, the the game I played the most, and there were tons of video games even back then, um, but the game I have the strongest memories for when I think of Windows 98 is Grand Theft Auto the the top down helicopter birds eye view style game. Yeah. Uh I remember that's when I first got into game modding and we added the the you know the ability to um to play different maps and different missions and different weapons and uh Grand Theft Auto was was my early PC game.
0: I man like that it's funny man we 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 sit there and think about what Grand Theft Auto was when it first came out and how much it really has changed over time.
1: Oh dude, you know, Grand Theft Auto 5 when it came out um on on the on this latest um generation of consoles and and the one before it uh because it's been out for a decade now. Uh Grand Theft Auto 5 has been here for 9 years. Um that game when it when it released the first person mode, where you could drive in first person and shoot in first person and roll, that's the only way I played it for like the first eight months. Oh, really? Uh, I, and to to go from bird's eye view to first person mode in this franchise, they've grown up. You know what I mean? They've grown up through the technology, uh, and the franchise has really come a long way from from just some British studio of of two brothers to this massive empire that is that is rockstar this brings us now i think to n64 yeah um so as as far as n64 goes i remember getting it in christmas back in 1998 or something like that um and the n64 came with super mario 64 for me and there hasn't been another game that. I think ever was, was as important to me as, as that. one.
0: I mean, Super Mario 64, again, being a staple to the console, right? I, and I think anyone who came across it in 64 at some point in their lives saw this game playing, right? Mario, Mario, Super Mario 64. It's, it's still considered to be one of the best Mario games today. Absolutely. Right. Um, for me, when it comes down to the N64, there's a couple games that I played, uh, you know, games that I loved, uh, Zelda or of Time, Zelda Majora's Mask, all good games, uh, Torok, Oh, Turok, Turok was yeah. Just a phenomenal game. I thought it was so cool. But the one that stands out to me on N64 that, I, I don't know, man, it's just, it's so good. Perf, um, perfect dark. Perfect, Perfect Dark, Dark on N64 just was one of those games that like yeah, you know, I stayed home from school and I just continued playing this game. I couldn't get off it. Right. It was so much fun. Um to find out that they're making a new part uh, a remaking Perfect Dark now just gets me so excited. I can't and wait to see what they come out
1: with. Perfect Dark that was a title made by uh, I'm trying to remember this. the developer for that. Uh, those were the people who made the uh, Donkey Kong games, right? Um, I think so. Who was it?
0: It was Rare, wasn't
1: it? Was Rare. it Rare? It, yeah, Rare. Rare made Donkey Kong. They made uh, Viva Pinata. Um, Rare has I don't think ever made a video game that performed poorly. You know, Rare just makes Diamonds,
0: yeah, they're one of those developers that, oh, like, but it's funny, right? Because for a long time, rare kind of fell in the shadows, right?
1: For, they also for, made uh, Goldeneye, for, if I'm pretty sh- pretty good at recollecting, is rare made Goldeneye,
0: yeah? They well, they made Battletoads, yeah, they did make Goldeneye, they made Battletoads. Um, how oh, man, they have so many games under their belt, um. Another personal favorite of mine that Rare did, uh, Viva Piñata.
1: Yeah, v- dude, I have Viva Piñata installed on my PC today, and I'll, <laughs> and I'll tell you this, even if you bought a copy of it, you won't be able to play it, um, because this game used Xbox Live technology so old that it wasn't even called Xbox Live technology, it was called Windows Games for Windows Live. Um, was was the Windows version of Xbox Live. So because that service doesn't exist, you can't connect to play because it needs you to connect to the service to load up a profile. So there were a bunch of hacks I had to do in order to get this thing to play without a disc, to play with its own version of games for Windows Live that doesn't exist, to be able to save a, a profile. But it's that important to me. Viva Pinata is such a phenomenal game, and I, I'll i never... Look, you could give me 10 amazing games identical to Viva Pinata, I'll hate all of them. This isn't a style of video game I like. No, no. Viva Pinata did in, it so well that, In fact, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, no, the, my sentence was ending there. Well, it, they did it so well that you can't help but love it.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's funny, man, I remember the first... So when I got Viva Pinata... Um, I think I rented it from Blockbuster. And I I do remember, because I remember our conversation about it, because I asked you about Viva and you were like, dude, that game is so good. And I was sitting there like, I really don't think it's going to be that good. I think I just wasted six bucks on a game rental. And I popped that thing in at like 9 p.m. And I think I finally tore myself away from the console at sometime around 8.30 in the morning.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was ridiculous, man.
0: It was. I called into work the next day, like I was. I was like, I cannot believe I just did that for this game called Viva Pinata. But it was. It was. It was a very, very entertaining game. And uh, Perfect Dark was uh, another one of those games, right? Where I stayed home from school. I didn't do anything, man. I I literally just I stayed at home. I acted like I was sick. I was like, oh my god, I can't go to school, mom. You know, blah blah blah. And then as soon as she left the room, boom, mm-hmm. pop on the N sixty four Perfect Dark. Moving on to the next console, which is another one that I have almost, I am literally going to say a game on this that I think I played for 15 minutes. And the only reason that this game, I even remember this game is because I watched
1: the anime of it. Oh, there was an anime for this. Okay.
0: Yes, there was an anime for this. So the console, the console that we are on now is Dreamcast and the game I'm going to talk about is
1: Power Stone power stone so good yeah yeah
0: um i power stone 2 in particular i think it was um but yeah there was an anime for power stone and i had a friend who had a dreamcast and he had power stone or power stone 2 i forget which one it was um and it was it was kind of a cool game but dreamcast i have almost no um no
1: background with at all And i think uh my number one favorite game for the dreamcast was a game that, that I think revolutionized in a, in a very important, but, um, unrecognized way was a game called Shenmue. And Shenmue is this game. It's, it's an RPG, um, where you, you play a, uh, a Japanese young man whose father runs a dojo and his father ends up getting killed early on. There's like a 40 minute the the game starts with a 40 minute cutscene. It is like a movie. Jesus. Yeah. And you can't skip it, which is annoying if you've seen it once before. Um and uh and so after the 40 minutes you're you're trying to find out why did these people come and kill your father, blah blah blah. And it's the whole story that and this this spans over 3 games. Um Shenmu 1 was released I want to say I don't know, 99, 2000. And what makes it unique is that it was a 3d game, which a lot of games at that time were once, once 64 bit processing happened, 3d became a possibility. And we can see that with, you know, super Mario 64. Um, but it was closer to fo- photorealism And here's the most incredible part. It brought dynamic weather to video games. Um, where you would go outside and it would be sunny and then later you'd be downtown and then it would start to rain and eventually there would be snow. These, this weather system was the most expensive technological development in, in video game software. I don't think any other game on that console or any console in that period, in that time period, until PlayStation One came out, had similar leaps in in gaming technologies, and that's mm-hmm. what what was the most fascinating to me. So, so then we go on to PlayStation One. What was what did you have going on there for PlayStation One?
0: Oh man, PlayStation One is 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 a big one for me. All right, uh so I got three games I have to talk about, but there is countless games I could talk about for the PlayStation. Okay, being an RPG fan, this console gave me so much to choose from. Okay. We're going to work our let's I'll do the top 3, but I'm going to start at 3 and work my way to 1. Okay. All right. So, third, which you already mentioned, Castlevania fan, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. This game I I think I beat it again like 4 months ago. I love this game um it was i mean everyone kind of looks at castlevania as yeah it's it's another castlevania game but this game did so much cool stuff from giving you uh like pets in the game to discover and uh, and giving you abilities uh for the end of the game where you where you beat dracula and you find out that's not the end
1: because then the the castle turns turns upside down
0: right yeah absolutely love this game man it was it was phenomenal i put i've beaten it probably 60 times in my lifetime so wow yes i have owned this thing on most consoles anytime it comes out for a console i've played it i've played it on pc i've played it on most handhelds um absolutely love it it's the game that got me into Castlevania. right absolutely love it. um the next one i'm going to talk about. Is so close to number one. It just, it just barely didn't make it. And I, and and I'm actually gonna talk about number one first because number one is the one that everyone's gonna have heard of and played, probably. Final Fantasy VII. Final, uh, and you know, when we talk about like you talk about being staples on consoles, this was probably gonna be mine, right. The Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy VII on uh, PlayStation One. I would say is a staple to it. There were multiple Final Fantasies that came out on PS1. Uh, you know, not only the ones that, uh, that come before 7, but technically came after 7. Really weird kind of mix up there. That's a whole different discussion. Um, Final Fantasy 7, to me, was the ultimate RPG. The graphics weren't fantastic, don't get me wrong. Okay, everything was very blocky, and, uh, you know... I w-
1: well that, that's okay. an important thing that we will probably have a whole episode discussing later but there's more to a game than how it looks you know Oh 100%. 100%. Yeah, it like um, if the game can stand the test of time like Final Fantasy VII does then mm-hmm. it it'll forever be enjoyable.
0: Yeah. I mean even Final I mean you take a look right now right like I have I have the uh Final Fantasy VII remake on PC that I'm playing again after beating it on PS4. I love this storyline. The storyline of Cloud, everything that happens in his past along with Zack, and then you have Sephiroth who to me is like one of the ultimate baddies in any game I've ever played. Um it, it it's just ever, it's so much about the game is so incredible. If you like fantasy style games, if you like RPGs, I mean to me this was the
1: ultimate go-to. I I hear that. I I've, I look, I don't like turn based rpgs uh, i'll make that very clear i find them a drag but final fantasy 7 is the only uh, final fantasy game i have ever beaten um and it was so thoroughly enjoyable front to back
0: and the thing is right is i feel final Fan- i feel uh final fantasy 7 is one of those games man that you just have to tip your hat right just like when we talk about mario I don't play Mario. I don't care for Mario. But damn if I don't respect the game. All right? It has its following. It is a huge... There's You cannot... When you try to compare Mario to another game, you just can't. Because it leaves other games in the dust. Final Fantasy VII, for me, was that RPG. Um, now, one that came up out of nowhere for me and almost pushed Final Fantasy VII off of its pedestal Legend of Dragoon. It's set, of course, uh in a world where you would imagine there's dragons, right? Dragoon. Um, and you play as the main character, Dart. There's there's so much to this game. Uh, you unlock you unlock these powers for each character. Uh, because you are dragoons, you're able to turn into these dragoons, which are basically just like dragon warriors that have this dragon armor and have special magic and abilities and everything. Uh what was cool about it to me is it was one of the first RPGs I ever played that had voice acting. Ooh. Changed my world when it came down to action to these RPG games, right? Yeah. Never I remember the first cutscene that happened on there, and I'm listening to them talk, and I'm like, what is happening? Like, am I am I playing a game? Am I watching a movie? I don't know what's going on anymore. You know, like it was so cool to me. And I had a lot of friends that loved Final Fantasy games. I had a lot of friends that played, you know, seven, eight, nine, um, all coming out on the on the PS1. All all fantastic games. And every single one of them that played Legend of Dragoon had the exact same thought to me. Like, where did this game come from? Why is there not a second one? And to this day, I'm still sitting here wondering where is Legend of Dragoon 2?
1: Yeah. Uh, when it comes to PlayStation one, there were so many, so many amazing titles and, uh, and it really put Dreamcast in the dust, uh, especially cause they had some serious copy protection mechanisms in order to, to compete and combat. But the one I think I played the most on is Tony Hawk's pro skate, uh,
0: yeah.
1: by Neversoft, the people who eventually went on to just making rock band game or guitar hero games, uh, <laughs> yeah. Neversoft is uh, is the people who made Tony Hawk and they were awesome. They were awesome games and and I feel like that really changed what sports gaming could be on consoles. I really like games that redefine stuff. Like like GoldenEye really made what is a multiplayer shooter platform.
0: Yeah.
1: Um yeah. you know those kind of games you have to pay homage to and and pay respect to, to say, if it weren't for this, we wouldn't have that. Like if there, if it weren't for goldeneye, halo never would have been a thing. Um, If it weren't for, you know, final fantasy or legend of Zelda, then X, Y, or Z would never have been a thing. And, and, and so many countless developers and, and people really owe them, owe themselves to those, those, you know, foundational games all right so for uh for xbox here um like i said i'm a staple nerd halo launching with that with that console was everything um having controllers that that were 12 feet long 15 feet long <laughs> being able to like sit on the couch for once instead of like three feet in front of the tv was was massive and being able to buy extensions for those cables Hard drive built into the system, so that you could actually do more with games using the Xbox um, development kit that included DirectX, which is where it got its name, in order to leverage the power of software um, graphical computing over the hardware graphical uh, computing. Uh, having the the RAM, Xbox really made leaps uh, when it comes to when it comes to gaming, and and really told. All of the other manufacturers of consoles, this is the way to do it from here on out. the The Xbox was was phenomenal in the, in that way, where Halo was was a redefining game. And this is before Xbox Live, and I remember um, hooking up my Xbox th- through my PC and using GameSpy to to find multiplayer matches like there were LAN parties, and. Playing against other people across the internet before in before an Xbox Live service existed was some of the funnest times I ever had. And on the Halo disc, just like Duck Hunt and Super Mario Brothers, there was another demo of of a few other games. And Fusion Frenzy was a party game that was made um, for the original Xbox, and I still love that game to this day. It reminds me of like Pummel Party or Mario Party. Um, a lot of these Jackbox style games that, uh, that are just phenomenal, but I think the most important one to mention is my first RPG that I fell in love with, um, because I didn't know RPGs didn't have to be turn-based. I thought all RPGs look very sharp, um, graphically, like very hard edges like yeah. the the Japanese style RPGs, and um, I didn't I didn't care for that. I like s- softer edges. Uh, so visually, Fable was very appealing, and as an RPG where the fights happen in real time, well, that's what's up. You know that yeah. game really, and and all of your decisions, you would see your character become a demon or an angel based on, you know what you were doing in game and how you were treating others and what decisions you were making. But I think a game, a lot of people forget about is a game made by, I want to say it was never soft. I want to say it was never soft. The people who made Tony Hawk, people who made guitar hero made a game called black. Yes. Do you remember black?
0: Oh my God. Do I remember black? It, it, it just, um, it just hit the xbox store too did it oh you my can, god yeah you can get it again
1: black was such a good game like
0: Bla- I, 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 just going on black so i'm just looking at it here uh it was uh uh criterion software is the developer for that. criterion yeah um i think those are the
1: people who made the uh those car games where you gotta like smash into each other and yeah, like, yeah uh burnout burnout, burnout.
0: Um, and you know what, black, black for me, I don't know what it was about that game. I remember playing it. I remember loving it. I remember showing friends, everyone being blown away about this game. Black was like
1: crisis graphics with call of duty style shooting. And it had like mod, like crisis style, like weapon modifications where you could throw on a a silencer on your shotgun and. It just it performed and looked beautifully, and it ran thirty frames the whole time. There were never any dips, which I think oh. is the most impressive part of what the Burnout developers were able to do with their first venture, and I guess only venture, into a, a shoot 'em up style video game. And and it 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 performed beautifully, looked beautiful. It was a wonderful game.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it that is it's a game that it just fell off the radar for so long and not, not many people talk about, but as soon as you bring it up, most people are like, Oh my God, I remember that game, you know, uh, the, the game, the game that had the bullet shells all over the casing. Like, yeah, it was, uh, it, it that was a very, very good game. Um, Oh yeah. I forgot all about that. Um, now, and, and I just want to bring this up before I go into, cause I mean, uh, right now, mine, the two games i have uh, i believe you've already talked about it. it's pretty much the exact same um for me for xbox there was a lot of games that i played on xbox but i will say the two that stood out to me would have to be fable as an rpg fan fable was unreal to me you know it was it was so much fun as you said for them to create this game where every decision you make and how you interact with npcs it changed the outcome. it changed how future NPCs would talk to you. It changed like you said, you know like the butterflies or flies around your head, changing from a demon to an angel. <clears throat> it was so cool that they were able to do that, that you could see that every decision you made had an effect, and you could play that game three or four times and see how making different decisions would would change the game in some ways. for me the second for me, the second one on Xbox has to go to Halo 2. Halo 2, to me, uh, still being one of the best uh, Halos that was ever released. I loved it. Um, It had big shoes to fill, and it did that and some. You know, there's not many times where a second, uh, you know, a game comes out and it's a second iteration in that um, franchise, and it's better than the first. But what they did with multiplayer in that game... Right. And everything like it it just it to me one of the best releases on that console. Now I do want to say before we get into the next console, we are starting to hit the generation of consoles where we see a release happening on multiple consoles. All right. Uh I, I think I just want to put a, a disclaimer to anybody listening. The games that we choose for these consoles may not necessarily be exclusives for that console understand that we may be saying that this is our favorite console on xbox 360 but it was also on ps3 um we i think i think uh twicken will agree with me we've both had multiple of all these newer consoles and you know it wasn't really it wasn't really one or nothing right like i i could say that just like me i believe you also always had an xbox and a playstation
1: oh always yeah it, it but- was if you're if you're a gamer, if you love playing video games, your platform, you should be platform agnostic. Um, yeah. Which which I, I believe means love video games, regardless of what they're on. You know, like if yeah. it's great, it's great. What are we talking about?
0: Yeah. I I, I mean, just so everyone uh, I mean, hey, if on our first episode, we might as, I might as well say it right like me, the whole console war thing it's not even a, it's not even a conversation with me play games where you like to play games play games where you have friends play games where you enjoy it i don't care if it's on an xbox i don't care if it's on pc or mobile if you're having fun that's what games are intended for so just have fun in a perfect world right we're starting to see it today nothing makes me happier man than seeing you know these games come out like call of duty and uh, whether i'm on pc or xbox or playstation I could play with my friends. Um, now, the only the last thing I would love to see, we're starting to see it on Xbox now. Hopefully we're going to see release on PlayStation soon. Discord on all consoles allow everyone to chat within one. You know, I mean, uh, I got I got a lot of stuff to say about, you know, PlayStation chat and Xbox chat. Um, I hope soon all consoles can be linked together.
1: Uh, so we're moving on here to playstation 2 um playstation 2 has to feel as long as playstation 1 did um ps2 xbox those those felt like the longest generations uh in in my time so what what my uh lunchbox tell me about your playstation 2 um gold nugget
0: easily gotta be final fantasy Mm 10 final fantasy 10 um there are so many ways that this game holds up, just like Final Fantasy 7, except this game had incredible graphics. The storyline was fantastic. Uh, I am a huge Final Fantasy buff, that is no secret, but Final Fantasy X was just, I I played that game nonstop, man. I love it. I own it on PC, I own it on Xbox, I own it on PS4, I own it on my Vita. I love that
1: game. Now, what's crazy is, I, I remember playing a lot on PlayStation 2 but I don't remember the only game I really remember playing distinctly on PlayStation two is grand theft auto San Andreas. Uh, And I remember because every time I hear a horse with no name come on the radio or, or in part of an ad that's playing on TV or something like that, it always transports me right back to where I was in San Andreas on a dirt bike in the desert. Um, <laughs> on a horse with no name, some Sanchez dirt bike. So San Andreas is where I'm gonna, where I'm gonna put, put my my gold nugget there.
0: Nice. Uh, I mean, hey, it's a great game. It's a great game. I mean, I when it comes down to PS2, it's just like PS1 for me, right? That was like my gaming time. Um, you know, uh, PlayStation 2 introduced me to, um, you know, games like which we've talked about this in the past, Devil May Cry. Yeah. Right. I love that series. There's another game on there that I, that I just have to mention because I feel the name needs to go on. Nobody talks about this game. It was a game called chaos Legion and it was a devil may cry like game. And it was Fantastic. Absolutely amazing. Uh, if you ever get a chance, check it out. Just, just look it up. Um, bully bully. Come
1: on. Right. You gotta remember bully bully. So good. like,
0: PlayStation Two had a lot of great games, but I think just like PS One, there's so many incredible games that you know if it's
1: hard to remember everything, right? Dude, I beat up Bully like it owed me money. Like I've I've (laughs) I played that game, I think four or five times, start to finish, and like hundred percent it every time. I love Bully, and it's I mean, right? I honestly, I'll, I'll play Bully. Before I go back to any of those old Grand Theft Autos, like in that same engine, I won't play Grand Theft Auto 3 or Vice City or San Andreas. I can't play them anymore. Uh, And even the remastered versions, I I will not have it. I will not. But Bully, I'll go back and play. Are we are we ready to move on to Xbox 360? I think so. So I think we have the same game.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure we do. Borderlands 2.
1: Borderlands 2. Borderlands just 2.
0: Not I mean, just an absolutely phenomenal game, a fantastic game to play with friends. I I don't think anything like I mean, everyone knows the Borderlands franchise, but Borderlands 2 for me was the just the golden uh, you know, the 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 golden nugget as you call it.
1: Uh, absolutely. By the time Borderlands 2 came out, it really felt like the the developers really knew these characters, really knew what they wanted to do with the series and executed it perfectly and with each dlc just just enhanced it ending with tiny tina's uh assault on dragon keep actually ending with the you know captain lilith dlc but um they just did a beautiful beautiful job when
0: you load into borderlands 2 everything just pops right the colors pop out everywhere and when like coming from borderlands 1 it, I was like, "Oh my god, this looks so good." But when you if you play Borderlands 2 first and then go back to Borderlands 1, you almost think like there's no way. And you know what, a game a game that came out recently, kind of recently, um that I can uh compare that to Rage 2. Rage.
1: Yeah, Rage 2. Absolutely. Rage 2,
0: fantastic game, colors popping, man, it's so visually gorgeous. And I remember I downloaded Rage 1. I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm playing this game, man. Let's see what this is all about. I can't wait. I got like an hour and a half into it. And I'm like, this is the most boring looking art style. (laughs) Like, I'm just sitting there like, why why is this Rage 2 ruined Rage 1 for me? basically. And you know Um, what?
1: Borderlands 2 ruined Borderlands 1 for me. It's it's, like, I played it. I liked it. I played it with friends and still had an okay time. But I prefer the loot, I prefer the story, I prefer the art style, uh, I prefer the comedy. Borderlands 2 is just head and shoulders better than Borderlands 1.
0: It, it really is, man. It's, um, there's something about Borderlands 2 that it was just the peak of that franchise.
1: So far, and I'm hoping that they turn themselves around, because there's, it's such a gorgeous, awesome world to be in. So PlayStation 3. Um, PlayStation 3. uh, Lunchbox, tell me about what you enjoyed most on PlayStation 3.
0: Oh man, PS3. Uh, There's a lot I can say about PS3. Not all good. (laughs) Um, So my favorite game on PS3, the game that I put countless hours into has got to be Oblivion. Yeah. Um, I know that Everyone, you know, Skyrim, 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 Skyrim on your refrigerator, on your phone, whatever. (laughs) I liked Skyrim, okay? Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to take away, but it was a great game. But Oblivion was the original for me. Oh, dude. Um,
1: Oblivion, like, one thing that Skyrim doesn't have that I thought was a disaster compared to what Oblivion had was Oblivion had the ability to transmorph into creatures and i thought it was i thought it was devastating that skyrim didn't keep that going it there's a lot
0: i was very surprised there's a lot of things in skyrim that was missing um from when i played oblivion in that but i mean just in general man i believe i i probably i probably put over 300 hours into that game on it on its own
1: i for for me on on playstation 3 Um years ago on I don't know if it was the original Xbox I think it was on the original Xbox there was a game I had played by a developer that I've I just loved I don't know what it was about it but I really enjoyed the game and it was called Indigo Prophecy Um, it also goes by the name Fahrenheit Uh, depending on for whatever reason, it had just two different titles, depending on if you were in Europe or if you were in North America. Um, and so when I found out that this developer was a, I think they're owned by Sony now, but a Sony exclusive developer, I needed their games. And they released, their their second game that they released was an award-winning game. Heavy Rain. Phenomenal game. Phenomenal game. Absolutely the wonkiest controls.
0: Yeah, but, <laughs> the but most the fantastic storytelling.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, here's my biggest problem with any, any, I, I hate QTEs. And for those who don't know what a QTE is, it's a quick time event. And this is any time you're in a video game where suddenly a button flashes on your screen and you have to like quickly react and hit that button um a b x y or you know square circle triangle dolphin whatever it is on playstation i'm a bit of an idiot i guess because i can't learn the different shapes on the playstation controller like i know where x is i got that okay i know where triangle is because that's basically it kind of reminds me of a y it's a similar kind of shape you know maybe mirrored <laughs> yeah but then, like, square and circle, dude, they're identical to me for some reason. And I'm colorblind, so one's pink, one's orange. But they both look pretty much identical to me. So that doesn't help. So I, I'm like, so uh, Heavy Rain has you, like, driving towards oncoming traffic, and, like, you gotta dodge a car, press circle, and I'm like, fuck, I don't know what to press. <laughs> like, my fingers don't know where to go. Like, I, you yeah. tell me... St- Tell me why or triangle I got you, okay? But square and circle I can't figure it out. But I I can't do any of the QTEs cuz I'm controller stupid. You know, like <laughs> I just can't do it. So, Heavy Rain phenomenal game, but it was weird cuz if you want to like if you want to walk right, you press to the right and nothing happens. But then you have to hold one of the triggers And that's like the walk. And then you use also right, though. Walk, right. Like, so annoying. But the next game they made, and this is one of my all time favorite games. Story goes like, look, I've played awesome story games a bunch. I think this is. In my top five, if not top two, is beyond two souls. This had Elliot Page, it had Willem Dafoe in some of the most remarkable acting and brilliant storytelling. Elliot Page's acting in this video game broke my heart, broke my heart. There's a scene where she's homeless after going through what she goes through, which is a remarkable story. She's homeless for like six, eight months, and she's literally fighting herself to not eat a bullet every day you know and like how she pulls that acting off is heartbreaking she did he did sorry such a beautiful job um it is one of my favorite games those have to be the the two that i mentioned for playstation 3
0: yeah those are two solid choices beyond two souls was phenomenal is the, is is the only word that comes to mind with that game. That was that was a fantastic
1: game. Yeah. Which um, which I think moves us into the like Xbox 1 PlayStation 4 category. Yeah. Um so let's move to PlayStation 4 while we're on the PlayStation topic. Where 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 are you sitting for that?
0: Mine, you know what man, mine uh changed up towards the end of the PlayStation 4 lifespan. Uh if you were to ask me what my favorite PS4 game was towards the middle of its life, I would have told you the new God of War and it was absolutely amazing. But then right before the PS4 went away, it changed over to Final Fantasy 7 Remake. It was so good! They did such a phenomenal job that not only... Uh, I don't want to ruin it for anybody who hasn't played it because maybe there's a few people who haven't. But... It was so much more than just a remake. You know, they did, they did such a fantastic job. So, Final Fantasy 7 remake being a, I want to say it was a, between a 25 and 30 hour game. That, let's say, uh, 25, 30 hours, you go through that in the first two to three hours of the original Final Fantasy 7. Yeah. But they have, I mean, I guess slight spoiler. Um, they have changed the story a little bit in it. And by a little bit, I mean a lot. And you don't really see it coming at first. But I, I just think it's such a great way to tell it. Um, and what they're doing. And when I first heard that they were going to break it up over multiple releases, I was very disappointed. Because I was like, I already know what happens. Just give me the whole game. Um, but now finding out that I don't know what happened, I'm even more excited about it. As
1: far as Xbox One goes, um, this is where... So, finally, I, I remember on, on Xbox 360, I remember there was a huge release for Fallout 3. And I bought the collector's edition, I got the bobblehead of the Fallout guy, and, you know, I started playing Fallout... And I was about nine hours in, maybe not even that long. And I was in the first major city megatown. And I had to talk to a character as part of one of my quest lines. But it was night. And I didn't know you could just wait. So I was like, oh, I could pick his lock, right? So I pick his lock and I open his door and he's trying to sleep. And he's like, hey, what are you doing in here? And I have the whole conversation with him. Um, While he's still upset that I'm breaking into his house, but he still had the conversation with me. As I left his house, some guard sees me, and he's like, "Thief!" Right? And he starts shooting at me. So I shoot his face off. Right? (laughs) Next thing you know, everybody in Megaton is dead. (sighs) But here's the problem: this is the first RPG I've really played since Fable.
0: Yep. And everyone's
1: dead. There's no one doing that. I know where this is going. (laughs) So, like, I don't have another game save. I just have like. Well, that's Megaton, you know, like everything you wanted to do there is done.
0: yep, that's and, it, it's over.
1: Uh, so um, I say that to to say this: I also rented on Xbox 360 Mass Effect. A friend of mine was playing at his house, and uh it you know it looked good, looked fun, uh, so I brought it back to my house, hated it. I hated that. I had to loot everything, and there's all these conversations I have to have. I wasn't RPG ready yet but it wasn't until after I played over 800 hours of Skyrim that I had (laughs) finally developed an appreciation. It's like, it's like beer, you know, how beers an acquired taste. And like, you don't really like beer till you've gotten drunk off beer and wine, you know? Um, well, I finally got drunk off of RPGs with Skyrim and Fable was kind of the primer for it, but Skyrim was the one that really got me in. And, uh, so now, my favorite game, hands down, series, is Mass Effect. And specifically Mass Effect 2, um, when I was playing on the Xbox One and Dragon Age Inquisition, those were good. But Mass Effect 2 had to be my favorite game. It was so good. And, and number two, for me, has to be the Halo Master Chief Collection. Because that's, that's almost the entirety of Halo, minus, I think, uh, Halo 4. 4 and 5 weren't included in that um which is greatly disappointing.
0: So now for me um Xbox 1 again being a console I played multiple games on. Um there's a lot of games I can talk about on here. Halo 5, I thought it was I thought it was fantastic. I loved it. I was not going to get into it, but you know, Halo Infinite yeah. A little disappointed it wasn't, you know, continuing on that story. But anyways, um, <clears throat> one in particular game stands out on Xbox One more than any of them to me. But like, you know, some have to be mentioned. Titanfall.
1: Oh yeah, Titanfall two. Yeah, two okay. over one, two over one for sure.
0: Yeah, these games, unreal. Some of the best online multiplayer I've I've, I've ever played. Um you know the witcher three just so good as an rpg fan
1: i just beat that for the first time like last week did you yeah
0: it's so good man and i mean like even even going like you know other games uh i know one game that i really liked i know you hate it (laughs) Uh, sunset overdrive i thought it was a really fun um really cool game Uh, lots of colors, lots of flying around, lots of things going on.
1: Oh, it was, it was splashy. I, I definitely, I like Sunset Overdrive, just not enough to play it. Yeah. You know, (laughs) like, does that make sense?
0: But like the number one for me, man, the one that, the one that took that whole generation, whether it be Xbox one or PS4, destiny, destiny, um, destiny was just everything I wanted in a, in a looter shooter, you know, when it first came out.
1: Um, and through the iterations, it, it, it wasn't great. And then it was phenomenal and then it was kind of boring and it was phenomenal. And it, they, yeah, they know how to eventually fix their stuff in such a way that it, that it eventually shines.
0: And the thing is, and the thing is, that's what ultimately got me out of that, out of that franchise. And that with destiny is there's so many ups and downs with that. You know, it's like here's all new content. And you're like, this is absolutely amazing for two weeks, and then it's nothing, and it's super dry, and it's just grinding, 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 grind. But Volta Glass was a just fantastically done raid. I had so much fun with it. Um, I it was just, I, I mean, you know how many hours we put into Destiny when that game first came out.
1: So here we are today. Where we're on PC, uh we're we're on today's generation of consoles. I, I want to play all the exclusives. And and you know, I, I enjoy the Uncharted games, I enjoyed the, the Last of Us games, I enjoy the God of War games. I am going to get those consoles to play those things, and I'm gonna have a blast playing them. And uh on PC there are thousands of incredible games. And I don't want to talk for too long about too many of them. So I'm going to keep my list, I think, at a maximum of three. And uh, and I'm going to start with Destiny 2. Um, this is essentially a continuation of, of the discussion we just had with uh, Destiny 1 back on the Xbox One. Um, the game continues and, uh, you know, it's, it's thoroughly enjoyable and it has its ups and downs and, and dry spells. Um, but it's still a game that I I see myself falling back into all the time. Much like Lunchbox, what's what's your what's your favorite game that you find yourself going back to constantly?
0: <laughs> BC? Yeah. it's Going to be the 17 years running of World of Warcraft. I mean, and for anybody listening to this. So at the time of recording, um, the new expansion Dragonflight had just come out for World of Warcraft um, three days ago, four days ago. And it is so far a great, uh, a great expansion for it. Right now, anybody who's heard of World of Warcraft, have probably heard that the numbers have been diminishing. Uh, they've been going down. They're nowhere near the 10 million that they were once upon a time, which is true. Uh, some of us have been holding on to it. Like I said, I, I have been literally playing this game for 16 to 17 years. Uh, th- I've had breaks. I've uh, I've taken a year or two off. Um, You know, just jumping on every few months to see what was going on, things like that. But it, the game just has so much going on, and when it comes down to playing with friends, I can't think of a game that I have more fun. This game, whether you are doing dungeons together, going through storylines together, trying to get a raid together, or just doing professions where you are um, you know making potions or crafting things or whatever everything can be done in a group and everything is fun as a group.
1: Yeah. Uh, so i have to say at the to sum it all up after all these years and all this time i think world of warcraft has to be just based on its longevity based on its continued success And the fact that it's it's running the same engine to do as well as it does. World of Warcraft has to be the all time best video game available on PC, like objectively speaking.
0: Name another game that has lasted 17 years. And still has over a million
1: players. Oh, they're 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 a monster company, you know, um. They're, they're a monster company.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So to finish this episode off, I feel as though we need to apologize to gamers out there who definitely noticed that we left out the Nintendo GameCube, Nintendo Wii, the Switch, uh, from our lists. We recognized this a little late, but we honestly, we straight up forgot to add them. So to play fair, uh, we're going to rapid fire our, some of our favorites from those platforms. I'll start off with... Uh, The Nintendo GameCube. Luigi's Mansion gets the W for me.
0: That was a good game. For me, I'm going to have to say it's Resident Evil 4.
1: For Nintendo Wii, uh, new Super Mario Bros Wii, and as an honorable mention, Big Brain Academy.
0: For me, unfortunately, the Wii got very little use. Uh, In fact, the only game I ever played on the Wii was Wii Sports. Uh, Great game, and I made it through without uh, whipping the controller (laughs) through the TV.
1: Um. Uh, I'm going to say for the uh, Nintendo Switch, I love Paper Mario, the Origami King. Uh, so that gets my my golden nugget. I actually never
0: I never even uh, tried out Paper Mario, but I've heard a lot of people talk about it. For me, it's got to be uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, it's the reason I bought the Switch and I enjoyed every second yeah, of it.
1: Entirely too difficult of a game for me to even get through. I plan on beating it at some point, but uh, I think that's just this pretty much wraps it up yep it definitely
0: does and thank you all for listening thank you for taking time out of your day hanging out with us listening to what we got to say if you want to go ahead and leave comments down below we'd love to see what kind of games you guys like to play we'd love to see whether or not we left another console out which is more than possible and maybe
1: you can strike up a conversation in the next episode but until then you guys have yourself a great night absolutely that'll be it for twicket and lunchbox for today as as lunchbox said helpful criticisms, episode ideas, these are all welcome things. Thank you so much for listening. That'll always be enough for us. Um, But we will chat again next time that we need to push away our keyboards.